45 Years of the Rockford Files, revised third edition. The complete history of the Rockford Files on television, now completely updated with more than 20 new interviews, additional photographs, and a whole lot more. 45 Years of the Rockford Files, available now at rockford45.com, rockford45.com. Hi, this is Michelle Lee, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Robert, just a reminder that we will play part four of our conversation with John Barber, creator and producer of NBC's Real People, beginning at the top of the hour. We'll be able to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us for this week in TV history. Tony's segment is always brought to us by our friends at Story Salon, Southern California's longest-running, regularly performing live storytelling ensemble. For the time being, you can enjoy short three- or four-minute videos of stories at facebook.com forward slash story salon this particular segment with tony and donna originally aired in june 2011 all right i'm going to set the wayback machine to june 27th 1975 and uh that was a sad day in television it was the uh the announcement of sunny and Cher's divorce oh yeah that hurt yeah that was i think that was the beginning of an end of an era well, it was, uh, it was, it was in, in one respect, you might say it was the beginning of the end of the variety show. That's yes. very much what I'm thinking. Definitely. Because, um, now, uh, this is, okay, this is uh, July 75. Now, this, they were, they were, they were doing the Sunny and Cher comedy hour, and this was not the original Sunny and Cher show. This was the revamp in the late, mid to late 70s. Yeah. But um, I was going to say the beat goes on. Certainly the show went on uh, because they decided, even though the marriage w- was breaking up, they decided to can stay with the show, and it wasn't quite the same. No. no. It, the, the tension was rather noticeable. Not to mention, I think this was a time where I, I think uh, gossip and, and, and the media coverage was uh, a little bit different. You have to keep in mind, 10 years earlier, things were a little bit more discreet. Mm-hmm. There were things going on that nobody knew about, but at this point, if something was happening, it made it to the uh, not 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 the legitimate press, not the mainstream press, but the gossip columnists were already the tab cult, the tabloid right. culture Ron, was already Ron, there. Rona Barrett, Hollywood, um, exactly. Rona Barrett was was the big one at the time, and so I think that it, it may have gotten people to tune in to see, oh, how how's the relationship going? And I think people noticed, oh, there is a little friction there. Yeah, and, and and again, I mean, part part of the appeal of of, of the show in its prime was Cher putting down Sonny in character, but yeah. um, and, and Sonny playing the the dumb schlump, and you know Cher you know Cher doing all the wisecracks. But when 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 you knew that the marriage was cracking in real life, yeah, it wasn't when, quite the same. Yeah, exactly. It's not funny anymore. And let's look at the American culture. It's 1975. It wasn't too uh, too far beyond. I mean. Ten years before, just mentioning the word divorce in polite conversation, I mean, that, that's something you didn't mention. So I think this is, was one of the first, okay, here's a divorce directly in front of you. Yes, it's becoming more accepted, but then it was put right in our faces. Yeah, I think Norman Lear was the only one that basically could use divorce without impunity yes. at that time. Right, I mean, because um, Maude was, Maud was unapologetically divorced. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but even go on a couple of years before that, uh, Mary Richards originally mm-hmm. was, I mean... Was she, she was supposed to be divorced, right. and that was unacceptable. Yeah. The, 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 the thinking at CBS was people will think that she divorced Dick Van Dyke. 
Oh, Rob Petrie. Yeah. So they could not, they, they, they had to disassociate. But she was left at the altar. So that, that was acceptable, yeah. but divorce wasn't. She was, left, she was left at the altar by Rob Petrie. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I think the legacy of Sonny and Cher, uh, all their ensemble, I think with the exception of Terry Garr, mm-hmm. were working with the Smothers Brothers at the same time. Exactly. Their Razzle Dazzle show. So you had you know, the Murray Langstons, the Ted Ziglers, the Peter Collins. Um, Murray Langston, by the way, was the unknown, unknown comic. comic. Freeman King. And uh, some of these guys went on to do a lot of cool stuff. Terry Garr was part of their ensemble originally. That's right. And uh, around the same time, Young Frankenstein made it into theaters. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, two of the most quoted lines from that, not to digress too much, are Terry Garr's lines. Yes. Uh, which, uh, care for a roll in the hay, and uh, if I thank you, head doctor. I was going to say, what knockers? What knockers? <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure if we could say knockers on uh, AM radio anymore, but uh, yeah, so you had that, yeah. Knockers roll. Okay. Yeah, and uh, we can say knockers, but Schwanstuck probably is, uh, uh, yeah, that's that's touching it. But let's cheer for be very popular. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, so but she was she was coming into her own at that time, and 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 you had such an incredible talented cast, and uh, also, like I said, I think that was kind of the uh, the end of the variety show. I think when uh, the, the, that little hint of reality was coming through, I think that hurt their show. Yeah, I think. Well, it, it, I, I believe within a year of of the divorce being final, uh, the Sunny and Cher show was off the air. Off the air, Sunny had. Uh, the comedy review, right? How long did that one last? Uh, the uh, Sunday comedy review. Yeah, he went thirteen and out. I mean, okay. he he. What uh, as as I recall, the original comedy out the the original Sunday and Cher show ended um, um, at the end of the seventy three seventy four mm-hmm. season, and then Sunny tried to carry on on his own on on ABC mm-hmm. as the Sunday comedy review, which is basically the Sunday and Cher show without Cher. Yeah. I mean, he, he had he had virtually the same cast members and virtually the same. Format uh, yeah, the but, same writers too as I believe. Yeah, I mean you, you, basically in the he entire company. he got the writers and the and the ensemble and the and divorce. divorce. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and share got the dresses. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and then and then of course within a year, Cher tried her show and she she did very. I mean she did better her first half season. I think she was a mid season replacement and. Uh, she, I mean, I remember Elton John and Bette Mittler were either on the first show or their first couple of shows, and uh, um, and and so and again going back to the gossip magazines and Rona Barrett's Hollywood. I mean, they're they're stirring that up because she did better initially than he did on her own yeah. on television, but then uh, it fizzled, um, and and then and the CBS decided to bring them back together, but as as we saw, it wasn't quite the same. And I'm. I remember, I remember Cher being pregnant, but it was not with Chastity. It was, it was with Elijah Blue Almond. Yeah. yeah, which I'm sure created more tension. I mean, looking, listening to the jokes and where they used to be funny, things were just uncomfortable. Yeah, and and, and again, it's just, I guess everything has its expiration date, um, but it was in. In, in in that case, it was it was uh, the, the show was still you know do, uh, holding its own. The original uh, Sunny and Share Comedy Hour was still holding its own, as I recall, when when it went off the air originally because of the behind the scenes. Yeah, I think turmoil, that, that was but, it. Uh, but the variety show was, I think, in its waning. I think I think what finally killed the variety show had to be Pink Lady and Jeff. 
Yes. Yeah, I think that. Yes, I, I agree. I think that's you know that was that yes. was the final call. I was going to say the nadir of, of NBC when it was when it was number three and number three by a long shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, number three because there were only three. Although <laughs> although uh, it may have killed the variety show, but it did not kill Jeff Altman's career. No, and and Jeff Altman, uh, to his credit, was is is still an incredible talent. Yeah, is, is still out there working and. Uh, I only mention this because uh, my ninth grade drama class field trip one was to see the pilot of a show called Pink Lady, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, that was a first of all it was a long day. I mean, we would have spent less time if we stayed in school, and I am not exaggerating. Now, I'm we, just trying to imagine the jokes on the school bus. Well, we had no idea what we were going to when we got there. When we left, there were a lot of jokes, but uh, you know the school bus dropped us off at NBC Burbank. We went there, and they were explaining to us that these are two talented stars from Japan, and and they have an American sidekick, uh, comedian Jeff Altman, who uh, I knew because he had done some other stuff. He was on the Dukes of Hazard. He uh, he had done uh, Weather Wizard on a, a very interesting. Oh yeah, the, le- the show. Legends of the Superheroes. The legends yes. of the Superheroes. And so he was a very funny guy. But honestly, the girls needed to have their lines uh, fed to them phonetically. Yeah. And they weren't the best at doing the comedy put-down shtick. Well, what I remember is they were easy on the eyes. Yes. Um, they, 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 could carry, they could carry a tune, um, and every episode ended with the two, with the two of them, them and Jeff in, in a hot tub. In a hot tub. Well, for the pilot, they did some uh, stand-up shtick, you know, just Jeff in a tuxedo yeah. trying to do the bits. Uh, they did... Uh, in the Navy, Ooh. which, you know, this is 1979. Yes. You have two Japanese girls singing a song about the Navy. <laughs> and you had grips that were probably veterans of the Second yes. World War looking at this going, oh, what did we even bother fighting for? And and just seeing the whole, uh, that was still very much uh, the focus amongst, I think, the, 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 the cameramen and the grips and all that. Yeah. Not so much for the kids. But uh, we were watching and it was just, oh boy, they don't know what they're saying. They're just reading it off of a cue card. And Jeff Altman, to his credit, was one of the kindest, sweetest, generous guys. Uh, the girls would go off stage to change into wardrobe, and Jeff Altman was entertaining a bunch of you know rowdy ninth grade drama students, and he would be doing shtick. And then the girls would go away, and he would do more shtick. So he would do like 15 minutes of stand-up. And for us, it was cool because he cursed, and we never saw that on Johnny Carson. Right. And then he would go away for a few minutes. Somebody would introduce the presidential candidate for the Democratic Party. He'd come out, do five minutes as Jimmy Carter. He'd go back. Somebody would introduce Johnny Carson from down the hall. He would come out. He would do 10 minutes as Johnny Carson. And, 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 he, did the, and he had us entertained. He must have done at least two and a half hours of stand-up material to keep us entertained the whole time while me and Kay were going through that. And then they ended with the hot tub bit. And it was about 8 o'clock and we're on the school bus back to Hollywood. That's probably, I mean, that's, you know, just hearing you tell that story, that, that's probably one of the reasons why Altman's still working today. Yeah. Because he just, I mean, he's quick on his feet. He's, um, he was a total pro and, and he was just very good. He was just an incredible talent. How many, how many Pink Ladies actually aired? 
I think I think six were made. I think only three or four aired. Ouch! And, the the and one I, the one I, I remember watching the one with Hagman because Larry Hagman did Larry Hagman did the guest shot because this, this is at the height of the Who Shot Jr. stuff. So he was like all over the place. And I remember he did he he did one episode and. Um, uh, but I, I think it was, it, it was within a week or so. The show was just you know, the, the the ratings were were what they were, and NBC finally caved the pressure and they, and they took it off the air. But they needed to give Je- uh, Jeff some help. They they brought in Jim Varney to do sketches as well. And you know this is before way Ernest. before Ernest. Right. He had done Operation Petticoat, but this is way before Ernest yeah. over there. I mean, also an incredibly talented. Well, but hey, when when you're number three. Uh, you can take chances. Yeah. Hello, Larry. Uh, yes. hello, <laughs> hello, Larry. And, and again, I mean, this is back when Fred Fred Silverman was running NBC, and he had he had he had brought CBS to the top. He had brought ABC, ABC to, to the, the top, top. So I figure he was, he was going for the trifecta. Yeah. This was you know, and and he did strike gold with Gary Coleman and, and different strokes. Right. But he and also I, but he also struck out with, uh, with hello, Super, Larry and, and, Super, and Train. Super Train. Right. Yeah. So, you know, he got a good start, but three times not the charm. Pink Lady and Jeff, the complete series, is available on DVD through Rhino Home Entertainment. I Got You, Babe, the best of the Sunny and Share comedy hour, is available on DVD through our friends at Time Life. Tony and Donna will be back at the end of our second hour for more of this week in TV history. We'll take a quick time out, and we'll play part four of our conversation with John Barber when we come back for hour number two of TV Confidential. Stay with us. If you haven't been listening to TV Confidential, this is who you're missing. Linda Day George. Diane Cannon. Donna Mills. Richard Benjamin. Michael Bell. Joan Van Ark. Thank you so much, Joan. I I really appreciate this. I hope we'll have a chance to chat again. Well, I hope so, too. And let me tell you, bravo to you. Kudos for doing your homework. That's all I got to say. Thank you. Hugs. That's TV Confidential. Every week on this station and every day online at televisionconfidential.com. An adult elephant can weigh up to six tons. The average person, 150 pounds. Ever heard of carfentanil? It's a large wild animal tranquilizer. Illegal drug dealers lace heroin with it. It can kill the average human. If you or a loved one is addicted to opiates, even pain pills, don't wait until it's too late. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline now. We care. Many of us have been where you are. We'll take you or a loved one away from the drug environment to a place you can clean out safely. Plus, we'll work with your insurance company to make sure you get the treatment you need. And with a Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed by law to get away for help without telling your employer why. Call now to save a life. 866-490-3991-866-490-3991-866-490-3991. You can listen to this show all over again as a podcast on iTunes, Spreaker, TuneIn, Apple Podcast, and wherever podcasts are found. Best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the TV Confidential Podcast, go to the homepage at televisionconfidential.com and click subscribe now. Become a TV Confidential confidant and receive unlimited access to the last five years of TV Confidential, plus other members-only content. To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com and click Become a Confidant. Enter the coupon code CONFIDENTIAL when you sign up, and you'll receive $5 off your first month's membership. 
For more information, go to televisionconfidential.com and click Become a Confidant. Alexa users, you can now listen to TV Confidential on your smart speaker by just saying, Alexa, play TV Confidential. Enabling our Alexa skill is easy. To find out how, go to televisionconfidential.com slash Alexa. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty Group, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.